up everybody welcome to the phnx rising post game show our first ever one here live from wild horse pass this has been an amazing night here happy to be here with y'all today if you guys are joining us via youtube make sure to uh, to subscribe let us know your comments on the chat um if you haven't yet make sure to like it as well but before we get started i do want to introduce my partner here today edwin el jefe perez how are you sir Good. I mean, it's finally not more preseason games, you know? Exactly. It was, it was a lot of meaningless games. We were waiting for the day that finally the fans were back. I mean, yep. it was a good showing for the fans. Yep. And, I mean, a good product at the end of the day. I mean, it's a great way to start the season there, Ramon. 8,409 fans showed up today, breaking an attendance record for the opening match of Phoenix Rising. Amazing atmosphere here. I will let you know, we have the kettle corn stand right to our left over here. So the whole night. That, that smell was just hitting us. And so, got me a little hungry. It's I know. I was telling Jacob, our producer, hungry. you should go get us a bag. But nonetheless, <laughs> it was an agra- uh, amazing time. The first half, especially for Phoenix Rising. The second half, we'll discuss a little bit later because that's when the Rising defense and overall, they kind of teetered off. And that's something that uh, it, is of interest of us heading into the next week's game. So definitely, let's get started with the first half, Edwin. Uh, we're up here in the press box, a little chilly. I know both of us had our sweaters on, but yep. what do you think of the first half? I know we had a lot of goals, but and we were talking about it a little bit. It's going to be hard to kind of judge this Monterey team, but overall, what were your feelings of it? Well, for me, I think it was important to get that goal early on. I mean, in the first opportunity they got, I mean, it was a free kick. The ball kind of scrambled in the box, so, you know, it's a little bit of an iffy goal in a sense, but, I mean, to be able to get off in a lead, I think it's huge for their confidence. It's huge to let them get into the game. And I think that's what we saw from the attack. I mean, the second goal, I think, is what I highlight the most because that's where we saw a beautiful link-up play. Yeah. Because you mentioned it, the defense from Monterey, I don't know how much we can really tell about how good the attack is because I'm trying to decide if it's how good the quality they are or was it Monterey's bad defense. Yeah. I, don't, I think it's a little bit of a mix of both. Mm-hmm. So I think at least from the attacking side, I, I, you, you got to feel positive in the first half. Defense... Here and there, you know, like they didn't get tested too much. But I think the good thing is that they didn't let in too many goals and too many chances early on. Yeah. No, and that's one of the things we discussed before the game where, you know, uh, James Musa was unfortunately out for tonight's game. He was present. I did see him here here in the tunnel. Um, I believe it was uh, something with his hamstring. He did look good at the jersey reveal event. We saw on social media he was hiking. So we're like, I don't know if he's coming in or not. Owen wasn't able to. Uh, to really let us know until the, the day of the game. Uh, but in his place was Manuel Madrid, which was able to contribute uh, on, not only on the defensively uh, defensive side, but also offensively. So great to see that. And just uh, to people that are wondering, Owen will be here. He's down there getting uh, – he's in the press conference over there with the players and Rick Sean. So he'll come back over here, let us know their thoughts as well, and make sure to uh, to have everything for you guys today but let's talk about the goals edwin uh the first one like i said madrid was the one to contribute the first one it came off pretty early we weren't even settled in i hadn't even opened uh, my can of coke over here in the press box so (laughs) came in minute number two so uh it was a free kick uh from aiden quinn and it was a bit of a scramble right we couldn't really see from our side over here but looking at the replay greg hurst got involved he hit a great shot towards goal and then madrid was able to dive in and get that goal for phoenix early on what did you think of that i mean if 
if you pegged Manuel Madrid to get the first goal in this season, I think you're a rich man because I don't think hey, a lot if of you were on DraftKings and you put Manuel Madrid, or as ESPN has it, Manuel Quesada. Yeah, yeah what's you, that about? Come yeah, on. I don't know what that's about. Come but, on, ESPN. but yeah, you would have been a rich man exactly. So what what happened during that 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 little scramble up there? Early on, they got the free kick opportunity, as you mentioned. You know, on the edge of the box, it was a good whipping, but. After that, it was kind of a scramble. You couldn't really tell who touched the ball. We, yeah. Even when the ball went in, all of us were looking, who got the goal? Who got yeah, the goal? Yeah, everybody I mean, here. <laughs> we, we couldn't tell, but, I mean, Hurst got involved, which I think is important because yeah. the, the biggest one of the biggest questions was that number nine spot, and he kind of won it. And so he he, yeah. he kind of left his, like, mark right away, which yeah. is, I think, huge for him. And for Madrid, I mean, a player who I don't think would have started, you know, if Musa was starting. So for him to get on the goal sheet, I think that's just huge. Yeah. I mean – it, it kind of helps him got, get into the game and kind of maybe cement himself as one of the valuable options on the bench because I know people uh, in the chat are talking about do they need a center back. I know Scott you said they, they they do. So maybe maybe Madrid is a, at least a, a decent option off the bench, you know? Definitely. Uh, shout out to the chat right here, Bilal. Uh, Jacob, of course. Scott, he, he's saying we need a center back. Uh, and, that, and I want to touch that on Scott's uh, comment because Madrid – came in with some doubters you know he didn't really play too much last year he got injured early in the preseason and so we were scrambling as well we're saying hey is rising going to be able to get a center back they had a few trialists none of them really made the cut and rick chance put the confidence on madrid to be able to step up so he he uh he had a little bit of an injury spell he came back strong he started the first game got a goal had a pretty decent night defensively from what i saw so i think that's going to boost his confidence you know and i and i think that's what you need from uh, from Madrid because Dunn is going to be out for a little while. He was here today. I got to see him. But a lot of Phoenix Rising fans are saying, where's that other center back? Because like we've been saying, that's the position that Rising, you know, may be lacking a little bit uh, at the back end. So I have a question for you then. Do you feel yeah. comfortable if Madrid had to start another game and yeah. kind of being the first option off the bench in that center? Yeah, no, I mean, based on what he showed on the field tonight, I think so, especially he's going to be banging in those goals, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, but we'll see. I, I would feel comfortable if there was another center back just because of injuries. We saw today Farrell went down for a few minutes. He had a tough tackle uh, in the first half. So if that happens, who are you putting in? Are you putting King in the middle? Are you, you know, going to bring in Flood, Chaston to fill in that right back slot? So that's the things that I don't think Rick Schantz really wants to mess with too much. Yeah. So if they had a, that other center back, they'd be a little bit more confident. But we'll see. Madrid did a great job today. Niall Dunn's injury, four to six months. I saw him, you know, here on the field. He looked like he didn't even have surgery. Yeah, I know. It didn't, see, it didn't <laughs> seem like he was hurt. But, I mean, yeah, uh, we can't speculate. We can't assume anything. So exactly. without him here... I think it was important for Madrid at least to put in a decent performance. Yeah. You know, I think it's for the fans to judge if you know they yeah. feel it's comfortable or not. I, I'm not opposed to him being that yeah. that uh, option off the bench, but mm. I think all of us would feel comfortable if they brought in at least someone because yeah. it's not like we're talking about them shifting to a a three four three. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. either a four three three or four four two. So yeah. you need two center, new two quality starting center backs. So exactly. I think at least they need another option off the bench. Yeah, know? James Musa. We can't underestimate him, uh, him. He was USL All Second Team last year, so definitely a big loss. But like I said, he looks fine. Maybe it's just a precaution. I'm sure he'll be back next game. Um, I was questioning the fact that Jonathan Levin wasn't even in the subs because he did play center back a few. Uh, games and during preseason, I was confident in this game. Maybe not, maybe his aerial game, yeah. but maybe that was the reason that Shantz maybe sat him down for this one because you had someone like Chris Cortez, who, as we saw in the first half, they were whipping every ball into him, trying to see, trying to see if something could happen in the box. So definitely something to look at. 
Let's talk about that second goal. That one was my favorite. It was it was a combination play, and I think you and I mentioned it when we when we we're talking about the goals. That if we were to break down one specific goal, it was that one because all the the amazing play that uh, that you know the rising had on the offensive side, and ultimately a great. It looked like practice to them, which yeah. which was great. So if you guys see the replay, it looked like it was just a practice, you know, kick about, and they they made the second goal easily. Exactly, it's nothing to scoff at the other goals because I mean the goal's a goal. At the end of the day, you're not gonna not gonna be bad, you know, scoring four goals. But if you want an example of what Rising's attack can look like and their potential, it was that link-up play. I mean, we saw it went from Hurst to Arturo. Arturo to King, King to Quinn, Quinn to Hurst. I mean, that pass from, I think, Quinn was phenomenal. Yeah. And then not only did Hurst prove himself as number nine, mm-hmm. because I think that was the biggest factor heading into this game, is how comfortable is he going to be up there? Because I think Rising has been missing that comfortable number nine who can be clinical in front of the net. Yeah. He took that ball with, with ease, and mm-hmm. he his finish composure i think that's huge is we need a composed number nine who can put it behind the net because let's be honest i don't think the rising is going to get as many opportunities as they did tonight to score Mm -hmm. so you need someone who's going to take those advantages early on and and as often as can so i think that aspect is very positive in just the link of play that midfield and attack they were beautiful and they're working together beautifully which i think is the the huge takeaway yeah and initially i thought that goal was offside you saw um, you know, Hurst kind of teetering right there in between the keeper and the last defender. And like you're saying, Quinn gave a beautiful, exquisite pass, uh, you know, threading the needle. And the thing about Hurst, and that's what I want you guys to maybe in the comments let me know, how do you feel about Hurst being the number nine? I, I, I had some doubts him from him because he was coming from the championship over to, I'm sorry, from USL 1 to the championship. And so that's a big change. You know, we saw it in the preseason. I felt maybe his physicality wasn't all there. But tonight he he proved that his technical awareness, uh, the ability to dribble with the ball in his feet, the ability to find those spaces for Quinn to find him. Yeah. Th- those are the things that are going to make a difference, especially because Rising have, have been lacking that number nine for a, long, uh, a number of uh, time now. Yeah, and I think the two biggest questions heading into this game was that number nine spot in the center back. And I think Kerr's performance kind of put it to ease that number nine question. Yeah. Because we saw Rapetto at the end. I think he got 30 minutes toward the end, came in the sub. Wasn't bad. Didn't get too much of a chance to make an impact. So yeah. I don't think we can really judge him off of his minutes. Yeah. So, but when you look at Hurst's 60 minutes, I mean, the first, at least first 45, we, we look at that first half. Yeah. I mean, he, he was active. I mean, not not only, the obviously, the goal, but he was making passes. He was making the right runs, mm-hmm. positioning himself well. That's yeah. what I think Rising need in the number nine. And so it's alleviated that question, and it's shifted the narrative, which we're already talking about, that centered back spot with Madrid yeah. and what's going to happen there. But, I mean, a beautiful second goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the best of the bunch. I mean, not, yeah. nothing against the fourth beautiful chip and yeah. then Arturo's great finish <laughs> in the third goal, but that second yeah. one was beauty. Uh, that third goal came in the hand. I think it was like a, a you know, a, a throw-in from the sidelines, and then there was some uh, issues in the back with with Monterey Bay, which is kind of like the theme of their first half here at Wild Horsecast, where they just couldn't control the ball on their own end, and then they ended up making a mistake where I believe the defender from Monterey let the ball slide, thinking that uh, Diaz from Monterey, their keeper, was going to go and get the ball. He didn't rush out in time, and I believe that's when uh, either Hurst or Rodriguez came out. And then yeah, hers. Hers hers. got the ball and yeah. then Rodriguez, he passed it to Rodriguez. There you go. With a beautiful top right finish. Exactly. And it, and it was just, yeah. yeah it was, and that was a great goal. And I think that just com- that shows the defensive pressure strategy from Rising as well, that when they lose the ball, even if it's on, on a throw-in on the, on the opponent's side, 
they're gonna you know uh they're gonna buckle down and just you know make sure to press on on the on the uh on the other team so definitely a great goal i think my favorite part of that uh, that goal was the celebration. Were you able to catch that? I did see. I, you, you, I, I got to give credit to you because I didn't realize that because maybe we're so focused on the goals, talking to you about yeah. it. And then on Twitter, we got to see the beautiful beer celebration. Mean, Estrella Jalisco. <laughs> <laughs> you got to enjoy a little beer when you're doing so good. Yeah. I mean, what a game from Arturo. Yeah. I mean, uh, kind of sorry to shift your question about your celebration, but... Yeah. Arturo with an assist and a goal. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about all preseason long, how much of a beast he is and all that. And, I mean, I think he proved us all right of why we've been rating him so much and yeah. how talented he is. Because in the midfield, he barely lost the ball. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember that many moments where he lost yeah. the ball and given, it, given you know, a bad mistake. Yeah, uh, He he wor- worked so well in the midfield and in attacking. And just just what he did for that attack was just beautiful. So you, you got you to give it to... Arturo, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna shout someone out real quick. Sorry, yeah, do it, sorry do it, to do take it. away the shine, but as much as Arturo did well, I think our our draft king, king of the game, yes sir, that is Greg Hurst. That's right, the Greg number Hurst. nine himself. What what a showing he did. I yeah. mean, uh, we talked about him all game long and all that, but a goal and assist right away. I know Owen has rated him so much for yeah. what he can do. He's my number nine. He proved himself, so I, I, it's a deserved first. King of the game from DraftKings for Greg Hurst. Just a little heads up. I think who we got on the screen right now is actually Aiden Quinn. But just a little heads up. That's Greg Hurst is going to be the, the the man of the game or the king of the game. Boys, I leave you alone for five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes. What? I'm still catching my breath. I ran it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to – I'm not going to tell her what happened today with Owen, but it was it was a, it was a great time here at, at the press today box was with a Owen. very stressful day <laughs> very stressful day oh and thank you so much for for making that quick run from the press room over here we're just breaking down the goals uh we're on the third one where arturo chugged that beer i don't know if you're able to see that that little screen grab that uh, rising grab but definitely a great celebration in my book but well, what a goal just the, the yeah. link up play yeah there just fantastic yeah really fantastic yeah and we were talking about the pressure from rising that even when it's deep in the op- opponent's half they're going to go and press that, and they're going to fight for every ball, and I think that's what resulted in that goal. Horst was able to get the ball, assist uh, Arturo right there, and then just make it 3-0 three, three early in the first half. Let's move on to the fourth goal. Uh, Aiden Quinn, beautiful chip over the keeper. I wasn't too impressed by Diaz from Monterey, and I think it was the, that positioning that was able to give Quinn that ability to chip it. Well, what did you think of that fourth goal? You know, you're asking me this. You know that I was uh, unfortunately <laughs> unable to view that fourth goal for reasons that are... Uh, We'll Hinted be that earlier, but I'm sure on Twitter, we'll, we'll let you know later. what happened. I'll let you know on Twitter later, guys. What happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. just to kind of talk, touch a bit because I know, don't worry, Owen, we won't pressure you to talk about it. I didn't get to see the goal too much myself because I didn't expect it because it came yeah. off of another mistake from yeah. Monterey Bay. Like we've highlighted, the all like three of the four goals came off a of mistake, so this was another one. But I mean, good finish from Aiden Quinn. I think it's it's good to see him on the goal sheet because yeah. not only does he create, I mean, he can finish the ball, and he and he proved it there. So, in itself, you got to give credit to Aiden for the finish and being at the right yep. position right there. No, definitely, it was a great, great show of you know ability from Quinn. I think we've seen that before from him, where he's always kind of looking for that chip over the keeper. So, really great first half. Unfortunately, the second half wasn't as great for Phoenix Rising. Uh, I think they let off the foot defensively. Uh, you know, when it came to Monterey, the, the Frank Yallop was able to make some substitutions that impacted the game. So, uh, Owen, did you, you know, anything to say about the second half and what happened there? Yeah, so, I mean, what 
we were just speaking about that with Rick then. Okay. And the main thing he said, well, the one thing he said is about his halftime message. And it's, because it often coaches, you know, when you go in, you're 1-0 or you're 2-0 up, you know, you kind of, you got to, you know, tell the players they've done a good job and all that. But yeah. when you're going up 4-0 up, you can't act like that, right? Yeah. You yeah. can't be all happy-clappy because then the foot comes off the gas. He didn't actually today. He, he mm. got on their back a lot today. Mm. And, well, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, they lasted for around about, probably about 55, 60 minutes yeah. of, of reasonable play. Mm. Um, some subs were made. Some things just didn't quite work out. They became a little bit lackadaisical. And the foot just came off the gas. And in the end, you know, it was realistically one error, which the first goal wouldn't have come about if they hadn't have lost the throw-in, which apparently that's got Rick pretty heated. Yeah. Uh, they've been working on that a lot in training, and it just didn't work today. Yeah. Um, and then that second goal, they just couldn't clear their lines. Mm -hmm. And if you can't clear your lines, a team in this league is going to make you pay. Yeah. You know, it's you've got to actually make the most of that time. You know, just get, get rid of the ball. Yeah. Know? No, I, bounce around the area. That's too dangerous. Too exactly. dangerous for me. Yeah, and I think you know, I think maybe that was kind of the theme last year too, where they kind of let the foot off the gas a little bit. Unfortunately, it showed in the playoffs. So, I'm I'm sure Rick is going to get about them a lot more because he does not want that to happen, especially in games like this where they score a lot of goals. Four two, they kind of they could have made it four three, you know, at the end. So it's something that you know, fans, you know, we're going to love the win tonight, but we got to you know keep our you know wits about us because. It, it's something that cannot happen again, especially with a team like this. And let's not forget, in that first half, there was that one chance right behind us at this goal. The ball goes across the face of the goal. One player completely misses the ball. The yeah. other player ends up knocking it wide. Yeah, Farrell, you think, yeah, Farrell wasn't able to clear it, and then it I went mean, right yeah. to a player, completely whiffed it. The second one literally put it next to the, the goal post, so it could have been 1-1 you know, uh, one, one to start, so... All right, guys, before we keep talking about tonight's game, let's talk a little bit about DraftKings Sportsbook. If you guys haven't heard, the conference championships for NCAA basketball are happening. And if you're into basketball and your team's uh, is playing, you can turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you can win. And DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You do have to be 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Um, defensively, I think there's a lot to work in. We talked about Manuel uh, Madrid earlier, how I felt he had a, a great game. He, you know, he was able to fill in for Musa. Having Musa back will be awesome, though. Um, mm -hmm. Is that something that you feel as well? Well, uh, I do actually have an update on the Musa injury situation. Let's see, let's see it. Uh, Rick just gave us. And that is that he was held out as a precaution today. Obviously, James suffered a hamstring injury, slight hamstring injury in that last preseason game a week ago. The doctor said seven to ten days. So yeah. hopefully now, next weekend, we're going to see James back. We were wondering, that's what we were just talking about, Edwin and myself, that we saw him hiking. You know, we saw him at the Jersey reveal <laughs> event, and then, now, and then he's out for tonight's game. So... But again, Madrid was able to to come through and not only score a goal, but but be uh, be able to fill in defensively. So um, 
Talk about more defense stuff. I really thought Babu had not one of his great nights over here on the defensive end. Offensively, he had like two or three plays where the crowd was ooing and aahing. But defensively, I think that's what Monterey was going for uh, in order to attack Phoenix. Well, a tale of two responses, actually, from the press. So I can tell you that. You had Aiden Quinn, who said that in his mind, Babacar's probably best left back in the league. Rick put it down a little bit more sick, in fact, I say he was pointing more to issues between the communication um, between between Babu and between Santi on that left side, and that yeah. they were opening up too much space, too far apart, and that was opening up spaces for the other team to come and attack. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably what you were picking up on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it came to the second half, again, Monterey was able to come back. Overall, feelings of the game, Owen, do you, should rising fans be okay with this result, even though, you know, it, it, towards the end it got a little hectic, or is this something that we can kind of just brush off three points and let's move on to next week? It's a 4-2 win to start the season. I mean, you know, sometimes <laughs> lie, you've, just gotta say, you've just got to say sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's a win. They got the win to start the year. There are new players out there. We got to see Greg as, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? <laughs> I know, I know out you. There. What did I tell you after the last preseason game? Two things. Greg Hurst should be starting. Started, goal and assist. Arturo Rodriguez, different beast this season. And for about 60 minutes, he was. He started struggling around about that 60-minute mark, you know, yeah. some, trying to do a little bit of too much sometimes, dribbling the ball. But up until that point, you know, just the chemistry there, fantastic. Look, there were some real positives to take from tonight. Yeah. Of course, it can be hard coming out of a game when you're 4-0 up, it finishes 4-2, possibly a third should have been scored, you know, mm -hmm. and you go, oh, were we that good? You know, because you've got all the negatives of recency bias, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you come out of the game, you didn't feel they were great to end it. But look, you won 4-2 to start the season three points in the bag plus two goal difference mm -hmm. can't complain really yeah yeah no and that first half uh you know i think i think more i'm more of a glass half full kind of guy so that's why i'm focusing on the second half but that first half i thought they played as well as i've seen them play the entire preseason and now you know into the regular season the uh the defensive awareness was there the the pressing the passing especially in that second goal is this something that rising fans can expect more and more with that those combination plays between, you know, I know Epps didn't get on the scoreboard tonight, but he was able to, you know, link up a few times. But Arturo, Hurst, you know, bringing those midfield guys in, is that something that we can expect? That was just classic Phoenix Rising. I mean, there's a reason that this team has dominated in this league in a lot of ways for how many years now? You know, it's yeah. it's been a while, right? And they came out here in that first half and were all over Monterey Bay. Yeah, it wasn't really a game in the first half, was it? I, no, it was not. No. no. And, but, yeah. I mean, the only thing that kept Monterey Bay in the game, which I, I hate to be picky, we got to celebrate, like Josh said in the chat, we got we to gotta celebrate. The defensive mistakes, uh, you know, there was that's what kept Monterey Bay's attack going. That's the only chance that they really had in the first yeah. half. We saw a little bit in the second half, it translated. Yeah. And yes, you can get away with it with the Monterey Bay team. Nothing against that, that squad. You go against a Louisville, you go against a Tampa Bay, and you have those mistakes, that'll make you pay. So that's yeah. that's the only picky part. And I think Babu, I, I did, you know, not the best of games. I think we were spoiled in preseason because I think preseason he had fantastic games. Mm -hmm. So maybe our perspective is a little different. Yeah. So, but like you said, you can't be that. Uh, I'm just Things being a little time. picky, just Things a little picky. Time, yeah, right? yeah. I yeah. mean, you have to bear in mind we're talking about defensive errors that you had a left back who's new to this team, and you had one of the two centre backs who isn't a typical starter on this yeah. team because James Musa was out injured today. We mm -hmm. end up with Manuel Madrid, and yes. 
man who gets on the score sheet, you know, but he's not usually starting. And let's be honest, that's for a reason, right? Yeah. There are better options on this team. Yeah. It just so happens that the better option on this team was out of a hamstring injury today. Yeah. So, look, there will be defensive errors in a game like today. Yeah. Still, 4-2, nah, I'm... I'm not going to be negative. To, I'm sure people wow, not too big gloom. I think we flipped flip sides, yeah. but I usually try yeah. to be really positive. I mean, <laughs> but Owen's going to take the... I, I put the Positives Out article out in midweek and had three different people quote tweeting saying, has someone kidnapped Owen? <laughs> That's I, true. Doom and gloom. Well, the funny thing is, Scott, uh, Scott in the chat, you know, we did our uh, draft king, uh, you know, king of the week, you know, king of the game, excuse me. And uh, he wanted Arturo, so I think he disagreed either. I also said Arturo, so I think that's what we all said. Yeah, you know, it was yeah, between but, all you know, I gotta we give it the, the two. It was Arturo. It was Greg. Um, we were debating that up here. Yeah, yeah we. Yeah, it could go either way. It you know, both of them had great performances, and I think that's that's huge. When you have those two clicking, I mean, they're going to be monumental to the success of this team. If the, yeah. those two can play well, they can they can go far. I think Arturo was a little bit slighted by the USL. You know, they rank their 10, top 10 <laughs> yeah. midfielders. They only put Aiden Quinn in there. You could put all three rising players in there for, for top could, 10. but they're not going to. Yeah. So is uh, Rising still number four in the power rankings after this week? <laughs> I think Orange Depends. County, did they lose? I mean, Orange County lost the way to Colorado Springs. There. Okay. You know, I... Ooh. You called it. He called it on Thursday's show. Uh, Tampa playing tomorrow, right? Mm. Did Louisville play today? Yeah, and they won. Yeah, they, Louisville won, I think. Yeah. Louisville won. So... Yeah, Orange County again. You can't put Orange County number one after they went to Colorado Springs and lost. I mean, <laughs> no offense to Colorado Springs. Good team. Very good team. Yeah. But, no. Let's talk a little bit more about the offensive side. Santi Moore, what's going on there? I think he, not not his best game today. I think he was a little bit frustrated. Like you were saying, that Babu-Santi uh, connection. There was one time specific I remember when Babu, you know, he was getting closed down by two players. Instead of Santi kind of checking into to help Babu out to kind of let the ball out uh, into space, Santi just took off with maybe the game plan. But I think those that connection has to be a little bit more stronger moving into the next game. What do you think? You know what? I'm going to I will come back to your point. Yeah. But I'm going to make a slightly different point. Oh, okay. yeah. let's see it. We are here talking about Santimo not having the best game in a rising ship. In a game that Phoenix Rising scored four goals. <laughs> That's true. Picture that last season. Seriously, picture that last season. You're right. We wouldn't, no. we wouldn't be having that conversation because if Santi had a poor game, yeah. they wouldn't be scoring four goals. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that, you know, Rick admitted this as well, that Santi was looking for that goal and perhaps looking for it a bit too hard. And mm -hmm. especially by the end of the game, he just got more and more frustrated, picked up a little bit of a knock at one point. He's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's, it's a mixture of frustration. I mean, and I think... The chemistry will improve between yeah. Babu and Santi. Um, mm. And I think when it does, not only are they going to be better defensively, which mm. obviously caused some problems today with chances coming down that, that wing, but yeah. we're going to see a lot more from Santi going forward as well this year, I think. Uh, when it came to shots on goal, uh, Rising had seven. I and mean, then four goals on the scoreboard. That's not that's not a bad ratio. Clinical. Right yeah. Clinical. Converted uh, over 50% of that. Mm -hmm. You got to take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 13 that. in total. Uh, Monterey had 15 shots in total. I think those kind of came in the second half when everybody was, everything was kind of settled in, but five uh, in total. So, you know, I want to complain about stuff, but, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a half full kind of guy, but I can't. I can't because Owen's just yeah, making Owen's great positive, points now. You've got to be I'm positive. positive. <laughs> that's it. Everyone else is just, you've got no option anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah no. Do. Definitely. So, uh you know, let's talk about the negatives a little bit more. No, I'm just kidding. No, but is there something that 
<laughs> Rising should maybe you know hold to improve towards you know I believe they play Vegas next week. So what's something that Rising should maybe work on this week heading into into next week? Focusing for ninety minutes. I mean, it's it's as simple as that, right? There were sixty minutes of very good play. Yeah. Uh, that entire first half was phenomenal. The problem is, is that away trips to Vegas have often been uh, a cause for yes, so they'll win a lot of them, and then when they drop points there, it's simply because of lapses in concentration. You know, just poor moments, often late in games as well. And they've really got to fix that because you know, on another night, if things had, you know. You've been up against a more clinical side, and I'm not expecting Vegas necessarily to be more clinical, but you never know on any given night, especially on what is normally a, a very poor footballing pitch. Contrast it to the uh, carpet that is behind us. And that, that pitch really <laughs> Just is to remind carpet. people, you they know, play it's... in a baseball stadium? Is that what it is? Well, it was a baseball stadium. <laughs> oh. Ima- imagine you had a baseball stadium, and then you could effectively fix the pitch if you want to, but you don't want to. Um, and so the pitch is like, We've been there before, and it was just like brown. You're like, this is. There's no excuses anymore for stuff like that at all. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm sure that the llama grazing grounds will be. <laughs> we need, for we need those problems. llama videos next week when you're over there. So. Well, there's only one llama left. Oh you know, man. <laughs> after Dotty died. Oh, oh man. You're Goodbye. telling me Rick Chance, the man who loves his pitch, is not excited to go to Las Vegas well, and play I, I in the Well, I think the first. only thing that could make Rick less excited about going to Vegas would be if they wanted to, once again, have a water balloon fight on the pitch at halftime, <laughs> yeah. which they've done. They've they done, have. by the way. They've they done have. that. Yeah. So This is all new to me. So <laughs> every story, every, you can really say anything about what, you know, Vegas and I'll probably believe it because of all the outlandish it's true, stories. It's so true. you're yeah. terrifying Ramon. He doesn't. He, yeah. He, he, yeah. He's hearing horror stories right now about Vegas. He doesn't want to go. He's going to go now home. He's going to fall asleep and he's going to be dreaming of a llama throwing water balloons oh, out yeah. <laughs> while a helicopter crashes into his house. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's exciting stuff. Let's talk about Monterey Bay a little bit. Their first ever game as a franchise. Of course, they used to be Fresno, like you pointed out on Thursday, but. Uh, Frank Gallup's team, unorganized in the first uh, in the first half, kind of you know settled in in the second half. Any players that kind of stood out to you? Anything you know, defensively or offensively, that you were kind of like, you know what, this isn't that bad for them only having two preseason games. I think Seku Kane up top was, yeah, you know, on his goal took it well. Yeah. Um, I think that just as a whole, though, the way that their team hung in there uh, against, you know, Rising are always going to be one of the title favorites going into the season. Not yeah. really the title favorite, mm-hmm. but they're always in that conversation. Yeah. And so if you're a new team, brand new team, and you come away to Phoenix and battle admirably, which I thought they did battle admirably after the way that they fell apart in the first half, they regrouped, they came back out, and they won the second half. I mean, they conceded none, they scored two, they won that second half. That's a real positive, and it means that they can leave here with their heads held high. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're going to take that and, and feel a lot more confident going into their next few games, yeah. knowing that if they can come here and, and try and put up a fight against Rising, then when they face you know, some of the worst teams in this league, mm-hmm. why can't they take the points? Yeah, no, exactly. You saw the fight and the grit in that second half. And I think that just comes down from Frank Yallop and how he, you know, trains his teams and how he, he directs them. So, um, you know, the, a very experienced coach. I yeah. mean, he's a guy who's coached in MLS for years. He's coached in USL for years. All kinds of situations, you know. Phoenix Rising, not here, but up in uh, Casino Arizona Fields, it was then. 
uh, Arizona United when they were playing in a baseball stadium in Peoria. Mm -hmm. We went back to a baseball stadium in Vegas, which was a mess. That that entire thing was a mess, taking over <laughs> Eric Ronaldo. This is a guy who's got a lot of experience in a lot of different situations. And mm -hmm. honestly, yeah, I think he, he could do well there. Uh, another player, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, I believe it was Grant uh, Grant Robinson. I think he was pretty great in the back line. He's one of the more, most experienced players from Monterey Bay. I think he held the back line, and then I could, when I was down there on the pitch, I could hear him talking with the keeper, Diaz, letting him know to calm down, to play it on that side. And I think Monterey really needs that you know, person in the back that's going to direct everything. So awesome to see. Uh, we also got to see uh, Hamilton High School's own Jesse Maldonado take the pitch for a few minutes, and he had a a really good play, I believe, right when he came in. So happy to see Arizona kind of on the map on the USL. And, you know, I know they have great academies here as well. And so great That's to see people. Yeah, we saw Channing Chase out there as well. That's true. Did they, did they go to school during the same time? I, my, my I don't know if they went at the same time, but uh, we also saw in Queen Creek, wasn't it? Mm. We also Ryan, saw Ryan Flood. I saw Ryan Flood. Ryan Arizona Flood's product. another yeah. Arizona connection. Ryan Flood of Corona del Sol, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. It's good. It's good. I mean, for the soccer community, it's when you have just these Arizona players who can, you know, be playing in the USL, it gives hopes because, I mean, we saw a lot of kids that were yeah. watching the games. They had their little uniform. I, I like, like, being on the pitch because I'll hear these kids and they know every single player. They're like, Quinn, say hijas. And I'm like, how do you know you're seven? Like, I, I don't know. I, are, you not, are you not watching YouTube videos on your iPad? Like, what's going on? Like, they're, they're doing research. That's what they're doing. Well, yeah, at that, that age, you'd be expecting to name all the Premier League players. And no, they come out here and know these guys. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. it's great. And just seeing so many kids out here. I mean, I know you, you might have been hearing that when I was walking down right actually behind here. Mm -hmm. And this is, of course, the family uh, end right yeah. behind us. Yeah. Um, so there are always a lot of kids by there. They see me walking with a microphone, and they're immediately like, you come and interview us. Like, <laughs> sir, sir. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same. What is it? Oh, that is high fives. They reach over and want to do yeah. high fives. No, I felt bad one time because I think one of the kids like Ray, like put out their hand, and I just didn't do it. Are you black like, the kid? I know. I was scared. I don't know. I don't know what this kid has in his hand. You were they, scared of what? A five-year-old? <laughs> they, they, they want the Ramon high five. They, everyone know. wants it. I'm a fist bump uh, kind of guy. You guys know uh, okay. that. Okay. So not... next time, fans, when you see Ramon, give him a fist yeah, bump. Yeah, fist bump. That's what but I'll do. All I'm saying for our viewing audience here is remember that my man Ramon, he probably made a five-year-old cry. <laughs> That's me. That's what I do. <laughs> and That's also, I do. I'll remind you, I am also Owen's secretary. So if you want his autograph, come to me. You got to go through Edwin first. We'll arrange it. Public we'll appearances by Edwin. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here so and there. Little, little heads up. You know, Edwin knows his signature. He just does it without <laughs> asking no one. He texts me. Anyway, I don't have enough time for this. <laughs> let's talk about the crowd today. Great crowd. Broke a record tonight, Owen. How about that TIFO? What would you? I know you gave us an insight on it before it came out tonight, but you know, can you give us a little bit more insight on that? That was hand painted. Okay, that whole thing. They were up in a park in Phoenix, just off the I-17, painting that out on like a concrete basketball court. Okay. Yeah. And they spent many, many hours, the Bandidos guys, a couple of people from 602 as well mm -hmm. out there. It's just a labor of love for those guys. And to see it come together, to yeah. see, you know, the just the you know, massive, massive banner behind that goal. Yeah. What a message that sends to the new players on this team. What did it say again? Uh, it was, remember who you are, play with honor. I believe. There we go. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. And the San the image of Santi celebrating uh, with a fist yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's great, isn't it? And yeah. shout it's out. one of the biggest we've seen. Shout out to Bandidos. Yeah, you got to shout that. out it to was... the fans. I mean, they're yeah. the, you know, they made the game electric. You know, the atmosphere 
even when they were, you know, they let mm-hmm. up those goals. I mean, the game was still electric. They were still yeah. behind the balls, uh, behind the boys, even when it was a little bit of a boring second half, if we're honest. So, yeah. got to give credit to them. I mean, we got to meet some of them. Well, at least I did. So, uh, shout out to the fans who said hi. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a high five. Don't worry. I'm not scared of you. <laughs> wow. I should have said that now. I won't make the kids God. cry. So, shout out to the fans. Yeah. Know? We'll see here you in know. the comments, Josh. Uh, I think we got to celebrate. Nothing to worry about. Uh, let's see. Emma says, Bandidos are some of the most committed fans I've seen. And Truth. I think you're right. Truth. Yeah, the love and loyalty they have for this club is insane. And that's one of the things I want to point out. Like, uh, Edwin saw my brother today. He was giving me, you know, he was waving at me from the from uh, underneath the press box. But my mom was here as well. And so my mom came out here. Obviously, we're doing the show, so she came out to support. But that's one of the things she told me when I when I met up with her at halftime. It was like, what was that thing that they put? Well, that, that thing was huge, the, the TIFO. And I was like, oh, this is what they do, you know. And th- and she's like, why is that side so crazy? And why did you buy me seats on the other side? I wanted to be over there. <laughs> so I, I think that's the memories that people take. When you come here for the first time, uh, and, you know, she's not particularly the biggest fan of soccer, but she comes in and she sees these things, and now she's going to tell her friends, bring it back to my family, and let them know, hey, Phoenix Rising is for real. So those are the things that we want. There are very few places in this league, seriously now, that can even begin to claim to rival the South End. The yeah. South End is just another level. Yeah. I mean, you know, from the smoke, the TIFO, all the flags, the mm-hmm. pyro sometimes, you yeah. know, whether the club likes it or not, the pyro <laughs> gets in, no pyro, no party. Uh, it, they're just another level, aren't they? And the dedication, yeah. the singing all game, yeah. it, it's just great. And if you had to go anywhere, you go in the South End, wouldn't you? Come on. I Absolutely. Mean, it's a party. It's 90 minutes of party and getting behind the boys. That's true. That's true. And, uh, yeah, Josh here says, yeah, I've only been watching for a short time, but you can absolutely tell the fans would lead for this team. And that's exactly right. And here's the thing. Even though they broke a record tonight, there's a lot more room for people to be here. Yeah. So if you haven't come oh, to yeah. a game, make sure to be here in a couple of weeks when they come back. Get yourself out here. Come say hi to us. Yeah, yeah. please do. Yeah, we'll say hi. Introduce your kids to Ramon so that he'll just blank them, <laughs> you know? I'll give them a core memory of how people can be and not Yeah, so adults say hi to Ramon. The kids can say yeah, hi to get me. Away. We'll be get nice away. To kids go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely a great atmosphere here. And uh, fans were here early. If you guys catch us on, uh, catch us on Twitter, PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores. The fun. I don't even know how many followers we got, but if you guys haven't followed it's us creeping yet, up. it's creeping up almost to 500, which are which is our goal. But I put out a video there earlier today of the fans that were waiting for the rally towels and they were here like, you know, a lot earlier than I was here, uh, you know, trying to get into the doors. And I think there was a little bit of a mishap when the doors opened, but ultimately everybody got in. They got the rally towel and they were ready to go. But that shows the commitment to this team. There hasn't been here uh, a game here open to fans, you know, a regular season game in months. And they show up at, at the first opportunity. And I, I got to commend that, you know? Yeah. So. And they were treated to one hell of a performance that first week. 45 minutes. I'll, I'll stop <laughs> tripping over my words in a minute. Uh, 45 minutes. Just what a performance. We did get time. some breaking news before the game. I think you broke this yesterday regarding the liquor license. Any any more in the the inside on this? The beer was here. The beer was here. I thought you were going to talk. I, look, I just... I'd like to apologize to everyone and that may be the biggest story I break all year. You know, it's hard to top. I've set the bar high now. I thought Ramon's going to break a bigger story of what happened before the game, but we'll save that for Twitter. <laughs> we'll let you know. There's pictures as evidence. You know what? While we're on that, can we just say shout out to our real MVP, Jacob, Jacob Franklin. Thank you, Jacob. Here. He's over yeah, there. He's not on camera. He's waving. You can't see I've him. I've never seen a man munch 
like on canes, like the chicken fingers, so so much than than Jacob's. Just, well, just to be clear, it wasn't the two week old stuff that Edwin almost. That was the good last stuff, week. but it was cold. So no, it was true. great. No, mold. I liked it. He wanted more sauce, but Edwin threw it out. So I, yeah. you know, I so recommended maybe him for King of the Game for what he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate that. <laughs> Shout out to Jacob there. <laughs> Emma, Emma wants the story. She, she said breaks the story. Twitter. If we get to 15 the story watching. Is, <laughs> the story will come on Twitter very soon. Very soon. Just patience is the key. Patience. We're going to write up a featurette. Go PHNX, subscribe. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll get you all the info on there. You know what? Actually, I'll change that up. If we can make up 20 bucks in Super Chats, I'll tell it on air. But you've got until the end <laughs> wow. of the I don't think people here know about Super Chats, but <laughs> I haven't seen one in our, in our, uh, in our chats here. Uh, any other points, Edwin Owen, that you guys want to make regarding tonight's game? Uh, a well-needed start to the season. I think when you start, especially with a club that has all the pressure that Rising does to do what they do, especially at falling off the last season with the, the rough ending to the season, you got to bring excitement. you got to bring the confidence into this club. So for them to not only score in the first first minute, I mean, second minute of the game, first opportunity of the game, to get four goals, to get a win and be convincing, at least in attack and midfield, Props to them. I think it, yeah. it's gonna bring. It's gonna be exciting to follow them all season long. So you're gonna want to keep following us all, all season. Again, that first 45 minutes, just that's what this season is. Yeah, we're gonna be in for a fun one. They can make those 45 into 90. I think we're looking at, at a legit. I know they're title contenders, but I, there's no doubt in my mind that they can get down to the final. So definitely something, something to keep an eye out. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up here from Wild Horse Pass. They, they still got the music going. It's making me want to go out. It's Saturday night. I know these fellas, you know, want, want uh, maybe a chela, something oh. like that, a little beer. You know, I'm working on your nickname. I couldn't work on the – I didn't have enough time this week. We need a nickname oh, for Ramon, too. Ramon is coming oh, up with the nicknames. We need a nickname oh, for Oh, you can't give that too. power to Owen? Come on. Yeah, me and Owen will come up with something. <laughs> we'll come up with a nickname. We'll oh, get you God. one. We'll get you one. All right, y'all. And I do want to commend everybody on the chat. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Saturday night. Uh, if you haven't yet, please subscribe. Please like this video. Uh, follow our Twitter, PHNX underscore underscore rising. We'll give you all the updates regarding rising season. Um, I forgot to PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores. Double, Double the, the fun. fun. There you go. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. It's been a lovely night. We will see you on Tuesday. We'll have more, more info regarding tonight's game. Uh, until then, Edwin, Owen, it's been a pleasure. Jacob, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yes,